What's going on, Trophy Kids? It is the NFL show. We are covering every game like we do every week, giving out our picks and the sides we are taking, as well as talking about where we're at in the league right now, doing a little cleanup. It's a good one. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for your continued support, and let's roll. December 3rd, we are back for the NFL episode. We took a week off, a little turkey day. As always, our friend Michael is back with us. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. How was your turkey day? Oh, lots of turkey, lots of football. It's a good time. It's a great time until Matt Nagy decided to just ruin my Bears minus three on Thanksgiving. Thanks a lot, you idiot. Um, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm mad at him. I, I, I'm mad at myself for betting Matt Nagy's dumb brain. Um, yeah. still got a win. Interesting time. NFL was not very kind, but we're going to try to get some wins this week. And the board is, um, not going to lie. Don't, don't love it overall. I don't know your feelings on it, but not a, not a, same thing with college. Not a great, great set of boards. I don't like this year, this week. Don't love it. There's a lot of hook jobs, a lot of hook jobs. I don't like that. Um, and then there's just like, you know, weird numbers out there. So I'm not, not a huge fan either. And just this year at the NFL, who knows what the hell is going to happen. This is, we're in December and I, I have no idea who's going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Honest to God, it is interesting because the AFC is just kind of cannibalizing itself, and then the NFC is just mm-hmm. top-heavy as hell. Um, yep. I did have two things that I, uh, you know, before we got into it that I think you're speaking Super Bowl. I have officially, t- tell me where you feel these statements are. Uh, I think one's easy. Browns are dead. Season's yeah. over. Yeah. Packers, legit Super Bowl contender. Defense, legitimately good. In the Super Bowl contender mode. I think those are two very fairly accurate statements at this point in time. Because the Packers have been holding off because it's like, what is that defense going to look like? But I'm, I'm ready to say it. They're legit. I, I think if you're a Packers fan, you could feel pretty good about your shots this year. Yeah, I would agree with both of those. Because, you know, we kept on, you know, kind of extending our thoughts on the Browns. We were like, we know what they're capable of. They could be really good. But now it's just pretty clear. If they're losing, they're not going to win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just not going to happen. And then the pack, we were always just kind of like, yeah, I mean, they they seem like kind of a, you know, bit of a fake team here with, you know, this whatever they had, like at the time, like, I don't know, they probably had like a seven and two record. But yeah, I, I agree. You know, that defense is, I mean, just kills teams. And, you know, you, you have Rodgers on the other side, just to be able to, you know, run the offense well and plenty of weapons out there. So yeah, I would agree. They, they seem to be a legit contender in the NFC. Yeah. I mean, that's all predicated on Aaron Rodgers, you know, not. I don't know, doing whatever Aaron Rodgers is currently doing. He's had one of the most interesting years of his career, um, to say the least. Yeah, dude. Really weird. Bizarre, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Bizarre is an understatement. Kind of kind of kept that under wraps for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, is he always this off the reservation? Like, what is going on? Yeah. He's holding up his yeah. feet during press conference to show off his toes for COVID tones. Like, what is happening? What am I watching? <laughs> yeah, he was a weird guy. Yeah. Odd, odd bird. Um, but yeah, I tweeted that out. I was like, Packers are alive. Rams are also kind of dead. Like, I'm not giving up, but the I'm sort of giving up on the Rams. Like, I, I, it just feels like they've got all this, like, kind of well-known talent that's not playing well in the scheme. It's a little on the older side, obviously, but it, it 
they kind of feel dead to me. Like I know they could turn it on at some point, but right now I'm just like mm-hmm. this team's dead. Like I, I, I this is overhyped at this point. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like you said, they can turn it back on, and you know, the NFL season is like a roller coaster. Um, but I, I'm kind of with you. They're they're starting to crumble. It's not really a good time to crumble. Luckily, you know, we got the extra game this year, so you can have some time to kind of regain things. But yeah, I agree. I think things may be coming back, you know, to the mean a little bit. Um, Cooper Cup's a great player. Cooper Cup's not the best wide receiver in the NFL. So yeah. eventually, and you, Robert Woods goes down. Odell's not Robert Woods. Um, yep. It's just, yeah, eventually, you know, things kind of resort back to the mean. I think they're a good team. They'll probably make the playoffs, especially because, you know, now it's like everyone makes the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> like, but yeah, I'm kind of agreeing. They're not nearly as threatening as I thought they once yeah. were. Now watch, they'll probably turn it on right as we say yeah. that, but like, because yeah. that's just how that works. And that's how the NFL mm-hmm. is this year. But I just, I keep watching them year in, year out or you're in week in and week out. And I just think like, man, things should be clicking at this point. But like you said, they're down guys. Surprise, surprise. Stafford is banged up. Um, yep. You know, outside of Jalen Ramsey, nobody in the secondary can cover anything. Um, yeah. it, it, you know, it's just even Aaron Donald at times you watch him in the game. He's just not getting pressure like he used to. It's just, everything seems kind of off tilt a little bit. And once again, it's something that, it's kind of that it factor they can get it back, but I'm also ready to start having conversations sort of like you were with Kyle Shannon that Sean McVay might be a tad bit overrated. We may have, you know, crowned him before we really should have because, you know, one of the worst blown calls in NFL history, he's not in the Super Bowl, and then what are we talking about? Now, that's not to say he's not a great offensive mind and a good coordinator, but I'm sort of looking at him in the the Kyle Shanahan lens of, like, is he really that good of a head coach? Yes, he's a good coach. But, like, is he this prodigy that we've been toting for years? I'm sort of backing off that. I, I think we may have gotten gotten a little ahead of ourselves with him. Yeah, well, like, the, the big thing to do is to, like, I don't know, like, predict who, like, these young coaches are and, like, kind of, like, crown them early so you can say, you know, you crown this coach. Everyone knew they were going to be a prodigy. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of agree. I think he's a good coach. But, like, is he top five in the NFL? probably not there's some veteran coaches out there that it's like are just way more established i mean i could think of three harbaugh reed tomlin just right off the top of my head right there belichick uh, payton so, yeah belichick jesus hello reed. um <laughs> yeah yeah you said yeah. reed yeah yeah i said reed but yeah hello belichick um yeah so um yeah i i don't think he, he's he's got some you know things to fine-tune as a head coach i would say and a lot of those young head coaches do in my opinion 100 percent agree and that's not to say that he isn't good like that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying like maybe as a as a media we need to i think especially as sports fans when you're betting this team you think sean mcveigh all these star power we need to kind of reel it in a little bit the train got a little too far ahead of us it's a work in progress he's still got to figure some things yeah. out this team's got to figure some things out they're not as good as advertised right now but you know they could certainly get it we'll yep. see how it plays um, I'm not going to talk too much about this game because this is going to happen while we're recording or before this comes out. But Cowboys Saints, I I said this in my little video I sent out. I honestly think Mike McCarthy being out is honestly an upgrade for this whole team. <laughs> like him being out tonight, like I didn't like the six and a half. I still don't love laying the six and a half, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, whatever. Mike McCarthy is in there in there to slow them down, lose track of his timeouts and time management and do all this other dumb stuff he does. Kellen Moore can just roll with the show. It's his show tonight. Saints secondary can get got. So I think the Cowboys are going to have themselves a nice little day. 
Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, this is addition by subtraction. Um, I thought it was funny that Mike McCarthy came out and refused to call Dan Quinn or whoever is going to be the interim head coach. He, he refused to call him an interim head coach. He called him like the, the control coach day or something. I was like, well, how like insecure are you? That is weird. Um, yeah, but I agree. Um, I, I'll probably, I actually think I already have, I have put in, you know, I've taken the Cowboys here, but it is kind of a big number because the Saints, you know, they are a good team, but uh, we'll see, you know, Taysom Hill factor. I think it's, finally time that they went to Taysom Hill. I, I don't really like him as a quarterback, but you get nothing with Trevor Simeon. So you may as well throw someone back there. You can be a little bit creative, um, but I got to go Dallas here. Yeah, I'm with you. It, the crazy thing is this number, I don't know if you've been watching it, it has moved from like five to four and a half, back oh, up to yeah. five, now up to six, six and a half, back down to four and a half. It's been yep. just all over, which really just instills confidence in you, in you as you get the higher number. But I still, like you said, I mean, with the Hill thing, he's got the foot injury. It's uh, from what I've heard and read, it's more of like a pain management thing. So we'll see how that looks. But if he doesn't have really the the threat of a run, not much is happening. Um, yeah. And then on the Saints side, that secondary can get got like Lattimore's come way down. The whole secondary for that has they aren't able. To, I mean, they can stop the run up the middle, but they're susceptible on defense. And then the offense is just missing tons and tons of pieces. So I'm with you. I don't have a ton of confidence in six and a half, but I'm also like. I don't hate it because the Cowboys are the yeah. Cowboys. Here's the question, though. Are the Cowboys in danger of kind of getting off tilt? Because this is a team, we saw it last week in their loss. Do we put any stock into those that are worrying or pulling out their panic button with the Cowboys right now? Um, maybe a little bit. Obviously, injuries have played you know, a big factor here. Um, but before the season we didn't think the cowboys were whatever they were like a seven and one team so i mean maybe they are somewhat regressing to the mean i mean had you asked me this question like three or four weeks ago i thought this division was wrapped up but i mean say they lose tonight and washington wins on sunday like we have like a legitimate sweat at the division which is funny um i think but i i, I do think they'll they'll kind of come back to who they were earlier this year and they'll probably win this division pretty easily. I'm with you. I think this is a I get, wouldn't panic yet. Yeah, I think this is a get right game. I think if they come out tonight and they're really flat or they're off, then maybe yeah. we start to pull out the panic button. I'm not saying smash it, but it's out. It's out on the desk. You're looking at it like, oh, what is what is going on here? <laughs> um but to your credit, we also thought that this team was a little bit overhyped coming into the season. I thought I obviously was very negative on them because the Mike McCarthy factor, I just think he is extremely overrated um but yeah i i I think they're fine i think people need to just kind of calm down i think we get so far ahead of ourselves i'm guilty of it we're all guilty of it they're fine let's see how they play tonight get right we'll talk about some of their other divisional teams here especially in your football team here soon but they're fine um let's start with a game where we can actually kind of talk about here vikings lions line set at seven right now is what i'm seeing at FanDuel. over under 46 and a half Talk about just two miserable franchises. I mean, bad situations. Yeah. What do you make of this game? Bad situations for sure. Um, I mean, I don't know if you watched some of the clips from the Vikings Niners game, but Justin Jefferson is over Kirk Cousins, dude. He, he can't. He can't stand them. Uh, it's funny because Kirk, like, he's having a good year, but. Uh, it, 
this has always been Kirk's deal. It's almost like the moment just gets too big and like his head just, just like, you know, he doesn't know what's going on out there. You know, he's lining up under his guard and he has to burn a timeout on fourth down, fourth and goal. Then they don't get the fourth, they don't get the touchdown. It's just, they're a bizarre team. Um, luckily for them, they are very much in the, the, the playoff race and their schedule, remaining schedule is a joke, um, which is kind of a bummer for, you know, me and my team who's grasping at a spot ourselves. Um, but these teams have played before the Lions, by the way. I, they, they're never going to win. <laughs> this team, I feel, I feel terrible for them. Um, as terrible as I feel for them, though, I think they'll cover seven. You know, they played earlier this year, 19 yep. to 17. And I just can't. I think the Vikings will win, but it'll probably be in ugly fashion as always. Yep. I say Cook being out hurts. Um, the Kirk Cousin factor is rough. Because like you said, he's having actually a good year. But it's all the dumb things he does when the moments are the biggest where everybody is just like, dumb. can we get this guy out of the – like, what is going on here? Um, the lining it's up like you the, want him in the game until it really matters. Like, yeah. can we get back up in now? It's so weird. You need a relief quarterback, honestly. Like, that's the system yeah. they need to operate under. Um, <laughs> God, you know who would be per- – well, I don't know if he'd be perfect for it, but Alex Smith and his, like, little hanger oh, yeah. before the injury – Great relief pitcher there. You you have Kurt get the lead, and then you bring yep. in him just to manage the rest of the game. That's their trail. Um, yeah, the Lions fans, mi- uh, Lions fans, you have to be absolutely miserable. This offense, I mean, this might be the worst thing I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Here are their last five games. They've scored 14, 10 points, 16 points, 6 points, 19 points. <laughs> this team is That's averaging crazy. 15 Point eight points per game right now in the year 2021. It is... They also... They play in a dome, too. Yes! It's pathetic, but they somehow manage to play teams tough, and I don't, like... It, some teams. Some teams also just come in and blow them out, but you look, they play the Rams, 28-19. to 19. You know, they play the Browns, 13-10. to 10. Now, granted, there are some circumstances there. They play the Bears, not a great team, but 16-14. I'm with you. I think they, they have a shot at covering this number. I would not lay points comfortably with the Vikings at this point in time, but the Vikings should win this game um, yeah. without question. An interesting game. Bears-Cardinals. Line's also at 7. 7.5, though. We get the hook here. Cardinals are the favorite. Over-unders, 43.5. Matt Nagy, I mean, hard to turn out the, the noise, but you've got a chant at the Illinois basketball game, fire Matt Nagy. Is the moment becoming too much? And what do we make of this game? Because it is, it's also a bad situation. For, that whole division is just, outside the Packers, is a nightmare. And yeah, not in a good way. It is. Yeah, it, it, it's a mess. There's no doubt about it. Um, Matt Nagy, we, we beat up on him and pretty much deservedly so. But man, it's almost getting to the point where I almost feel a little bad for him. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> he is like... Like publicly, like if they could, they would put him. They would put his head on a spike, and they would just put it right out, right in the middle of Soldier Field, if they could. Dude, if we were I in mean, medieval times, dude, he'd be in the stockade, and they'd be throwing tomatoes and everything else at him, <laughs> apples and everything. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the poor guy. Um, but I, I hate the hook here. Obviously, um, the Cardinals got a much needed bye week. They really needed that. Um, yes, health wise, it sounds like you know Hopkins and Murray are coming back. Um, at this point, I, I think this has been one wild NFL season, as we've said, but we have to pretty confidently say the Cardinals are the best team in the NFL. Um, 
I, I, I guess, which I didn't expect. Um, but the hook here is killing me, and it being in Chicago is not fun, especially this time of year. But yeah. I, I still will go with Cardinals because um, their defense, I think, is it's talked about, but sometimes I don't think it's talked about enough. It, I mean, it's, it's kind of a swarming defense. I like them a lot, so I'll take them here, but I don't like the hook. Well, the thing that makes them real nervous, at least for me, is they play this like backyard style football. So, like when mm-hmm. it's working, it is one entertaining as hell to watch, but two, they just beat the shit out of teams. But yep. when it's not, it is a bit of a disaster, um, and right. it makes it hard for a covering game standpoint. So, it's tough. I'm with you. I don't like this game. I'll probably stay away from it. I have about the similarly. The buy came at a perfect time, though. Um, you are really hitting the head on the net, nail on the head there. Um, because Kyle Murray, we know, has been banged up, gets a little bit healthier this week. He'll be out there. Defense, everybody's getting a little bit healthier. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm with you. I just I just can't trust the Bears, but I I hate the game. Yeah, completely. Um, a, another game that I don't like betting, but I could 100. percent I could see this going both ways, which sucks. Tampa Falcons. <laughs> Lines at eleven. I hate that it's at eleven because the Bucks have no business covering a spread over ten. But at the same time, and the Falcons, to their credit, they're a team that are beating the teams they're supposed to be beating, and then they're losing in varying degrees of bad to not so bad to the teams they should be losing to. But eleven's mm-hmm. a big spread. Can the Falcons cover this against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I agree. Eleven is a big spread. I Tampa played Atlanta what week two or something. Yeah, already, right. and I don't recall. Was it kind of close? And yes. then Tampa kind of came off, came out at the end there. Um, it's a big spread. You said it about Atlanta. They they can be feisty, but they can also. I, I would say their performance against New England was might be the worst um, performance I've ever seen from an animal team this year. I think that was a, like a third, like two Thursday nights ago. That was horrific. Yep, um, it was so bad. Uh, but like you said, the spread of eleven is it's it's kind of big. Um, I'm more looking at the total myself. I love the over in this because I think Atlanta will get a few points, but I think Tampa will probably score quite a bit as well. I lean Tampa covering myself, but I, I would probably stay away from the spread and actually just go with the over here. I agree. And you are correct. Like They played them close until the fourth quarter where we just poured it on them. But I'm with you. I, 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 I sort of like the over because I do think this is points, especially with the defense for the Bucks is coming on a little bit in the secondary, but... I talked about this a little bit. We don't seem to have like the it factor right now, and that's hard to quantify, but it just when you watch these games last year, like I never once was worried last year. And I like I it was a running joke in the videos I would do where like this face yep. is not worried, but it was true. Like I just wasn't worried at all. I was like, they're gonna figure it out, we're gonna go on a roll. Maybe we don't win the Super Bowl, but we're gonna be right there at the end of the year. This year, everything just feels like AB's out, and all of a sudden the offense can't really produce week to week. There's no consistency. The defense, God only knows what we're going to get there, but they're starting to turn it on. We're super banged up. There's a ton of injuries, but I do like points here. I, it, when the Bucks falcons get together, it always sort of feels like a points palooza. Um, I think about that like Thursday night game where they just trashed us a couple of years ago, but that's always what comes to mind, but I'm with you. It's I don't like the number because I could see, the, I could see us just blowing their the barn doors off them, but I could also see this being like a seven-point game randomly heading into the fourth, and I don't want to be sweating that, so I'd rather go the over yeah. as well. <laughs> yep. Colts, Texans, Texans, lines at 10, 
over under 45 and a half. Have you watched a minute of Hard Knocks yet this year for the Colts? No. No, I haven't. Have you? <laughs> no. I wa- well, no, I have. I watched 10 minutes. I watched the first 10 minutes of the first episode. I was like, why am I doing this? I have like other things I could be watching or doing. Football is actually yeah. on most days of the week. It's on. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I remember when they announced it, I was like, oh, wow, that's a really cool idea. And like it came, and I'm just like, football is on, you know, like four days, five days a week or whatever at this point. <laughs> Point, like well I, I don't I don't really need to watch this so no I actually haven't <laughs> what are the dumber decisions I I think to to like produce that because like who is watching that outside of Colts fans like like you yeah. said we have football all week for the most part or like like hard knocks comes out in August or whatever left this out in like May yeah yeah I'd watch it then probably I would too or like right after the season yeah. if you get a team honestly they should have well winning teams would well Colts are kind of a winning team, um, but like a very good team that has a Super Bowl ambitions. They would never let them in, but it'd be cool if you did that and then released it after the season. Yeah, um, that would be. That'd be cool, but yeah, it is weird. I don't know. Either way, back to this game. Colts-Texans, lines at 10, over-under 45 and a half. What are you making of this right now? Um, definitely a big line, but like you said, the Colts, I, I actually think they are good at this point. Um, it took them a while. Terrible start to the season. Uh, they played your squad very well. Um, looked like they were going to win that game as well. Yep. Um, but then Tampa, you know, put it on, came back and won. Um, they played Houston. Obviously, they didn't play Tyrod. They played, I believe, Davis Mills, and they beat them like 31-3. to three. Yep. Um, But at the end of the day, this Houston team, even with Tyrod, they still suck. They're 2-9. and nine. Um, And the Colts team, I mean, Colts can score. So yes. I, I'll take them to cover the 10. It's, it's kind of funny. It's like the Colts aren't better than the Bucks. The Texans, eh, well, the Falcons are better than Texans. And I just don't trust the Bucks to cover, but I actually do trust the Colts to cover this 10 points here. It's kind of a bizarre way of thinking, but I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, it, it, I agree. Like, the, it sounds crazy, but it honestly yeah. is kind of true. Um, Houston sucks. Houston is bad. And at points, they've shown an ability, especially at the early part of the season, to be like, oh, all right, there's a lot of professionals on this team. Like, they're rolling. Tyrod gets hit, hurt. It kind of all goes downhill from there. But at the same time, it, they're not, like, that good. Um, and it, it's weird because the the Colts are just, the consistency seems to be lacking on both the offense and defensive side of the ball, which is really the problem um, because they, they are, and this is something we said going into the season, like, they're a really just solid football team. Yeah. But week to week, you don't always necessarily know what you're going to get. You do know what you're going to get out of their running game, which is a real kind of solid here. Texans are brutal, um, <laughs> to say the least. So, yeah, it is. I mean, they're twenty fourth worst defensive rushing yards allowed per attempt. The Texans, Jonathan Taylor is going to have himself a day. Carson Wentz, they're going to be able to build off that. Um, Pittman should be able to win his one on one battles. Uh, I'm with you. I don't love it because I don't love the ten. And there's a part of me that's like ah, the backdoor cover is going to be open here in this game. I feel like. Mm-hmm. But I do like the Colts as a whole. Jets Eagles, a team I don't trust in the Eagles because every week I bet them, I'm on like the opposite side. And then the weeks I don't bet them, but I pick them, and I'm like they're gonna cover this, but I can't bet them. They end up covering and winning, and it's really just they're becoming a rival of mine to be honest at this point in time. The line is at seven over under forty five and a half. Do you trust the Eagles to cover seven points spread against the Jets, who have been? <laughs> I mean, Zach Wilson's yeah. throwing interceptions off his team's back, so bad situation doesn't even begin to describe what's going on with the Jets. 
very bad. Um, it's funny. So obviously, you know, you know, preparing while we're doing this podcast, very smart. So, I mean, you know, I'm looking at the next game and as I'm looking at the next game on the board here, when, when you talk about the Colts, you're like, you don't really know what to get from them. I'm like, well, wait till we get to the next game with the Eagles. Dude, the Eagles, I, you do not know what you're going to get with them. At this point, the Eagles, when it comes to covering spreads, I think it's just a coin flip. Um, I lean, I lean Jets plus seven, but I don't love it. Um, Cause I just, I just, the Eagles are, they're a weird team, dude. You, you, they sometimes look like they're the best team in the NFL. They'll put up 40 points and then they'll, I mean, Jalen Hurts will forget how to play football against the Giants. So <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. Um, I'll go with the Jets plus seven, but this is actually probably a game I won't bet. Unbelievable game last week with the Eagles. Unbelievable. Awesome. Terrible. <laughs> Whoever the, Whoever is the coordinator, we said this a couple of years in a row, whoever scouts wide receivers for the Steelers, the Eagles need to pay him whatever sum of money he wants to go scout wide receivers for the Eagles. This team might have the worst luck in drafting wide receivers. I mean, they've hit on uh, Devontae Smith, I think, but we'll see. You know, year one, I'm not... I shouldn't say hit. He seems like he'll be a solid player. But that whoever scouts wide receivers at the Eagles is on the hot seat because this team can't hit. They couldn't hit the broadside of a barn when it comes to drafting wide receivers. Do they have three straight first rounds? Was our Sega white side a first round or a second round? Uh, I believe it was first round. So they have our Sega white side, Rager, and Devontae Smith. Is that three years in a row? I think our so. Sega white side yeah. might have been four. I don't remember. Either way, yes, you are correct. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you see the video of the good. of the Vikings laughing because they didn't think they were going to be able to get Jefferson, so they were planning on like oh, drafting yeah. a corner, and then they drafted Rager, and they're like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Call Jefferson makes- right now!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, yeah, the Jets are an interesting team. They're another team that, like, at times they can be feisty, and at times they can't. But the Eagles. Ah, We've said this, I feel like, week in and week out. Jalen Hurts, when he's on, is electric and fun to watch. But it's the consistency. And Nick Sirianni, you never know if he's going to throw up on himself or, you know, he's going to call a good game. It's just, I don't know if I can trust him for a while. I I, got to look into that one a little bit more. I'm not going to lie, but it's just, it's tough to bet them right now. It's very tough to bet them. Um, Chargers-Bengals, this game is at three, over under 50 and a half. Interesting, because going into the season, I don't think a single person would have picked this line to be at three. But here we are with the Cincinnati Bengals really outperforming Zach Taylor, in my opinion. The talent is plentiful on offense. They are, I think, covering up for some issues with Zach Taylor, but I am a little bit biased there because I have not been a fan of him from the start. What do you make of this game with the Chargers, who are also, you know, we crowned Brandon Staley real early. I am a... guilty of that and this is a team also that has sort of fallen off what yeah. do you make of this game um yeah i mean you said never would have thought this spread would be three let alone favored for Cincy. it's crazy yeah. um yeah wild um you kind of said this like a week or two ago the chargers they're like the vikings of the afc um <laughs> they're they're a good team they're a talented team but they just they just f up randomly they just kind of shit their pants at the end of games and like Herbert has this thing kind of where now the wide receiver has to catch the ball, but where he sees like a guy wide open, he fucking rockets the ball sometimes. 
I mean, they're wide receivers. They're supposed to catch it, but some of those are like, whoa. Like, and like you don't need to do that. Um, there, Have a little so, touch on that ball there, bud. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow. This is kind of a weird game. I, I expect this to be a heavy Joe Mixon game. I mean, pretty yes. much every game for Cincy is a heavy Joe Mixon game, and Joe Mixon's playing awesome right now. So this is crazy, but I, I like Cincy here. Uh, I do too, and I, I don't uh, – I like it. If there's a hook on there, I don't know if I like it as much, but I do mm-hmm. like it at three. Two and a half, three, I like Cincy. Three and a half, not as hot yeah. on them. But I'm with you. The Joe Nixon – because. The Chargers can't stop the run. I mean, they can no. barely stop the pass. I mean, and and Asante Salen Jr., I believe, is trending. If he hasn't already been confirmed out, I believe he's trending to be out for this game. Um, and the Bengals, you're off. You're getting great production, at least from a run block system out of that offensive line, which is quite shocking to me. Um, pass blocking still not great, as we've seen. But Joe Burrow, I think he's second highest graded quarterback with a clean pocket this year right now, which is awesome i love joe burrow i want nothing but success for him um but yeah joe mixon factor i mean this guy is firing all cylinders he is the prime of his career right now um and this team like i said the talent on the offensive side of the ball just littered with talent there are so many guys they can go to um and i do think that is overcompensating for some of zach taylor's shortcomings um i know he's up for like potentially coach of the year but uh, no coach in the NFL thinks Zach Taylor's coach of the year. Um, and then the defense, you have the most expensive defensive line. You put a ton of money into the secondary. Uh, the Chargers are just, their defense is backslid, and their offense does dumb things. Like, dumb things find their way. There are the Vikings of the AFC where just dumb things happen to them. Justin Herbert has to generally bail them out a ton on third down. Lenardi calls a ton of plays short of the sticks. I mean, they just... Like I said, I think I said it last week. They run an offense that is designed for an aging Drew Brees when you have a young Justin Herbert who, like you said, can fling it. And it just happens week in and week out. Yeah, it's weird. They just kind of shit all over themselves. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't, uh, baffling. So, yeah, Bengals at three or under. Love that. Um, Giants-Dolphins. Can we talk about the Dolphins? This team starting to get good. Um, yeah. minus four and a half is the line over under 40 and a half. Daniel Jones is trending to potentially be out with a neck injury. There's still yeah. rumors he'll play, but he might not. And then you have Mike Lennon in there and who wants to be betting on a Giants team with Mike Lennon. What do you make of this game? Yeah. I mean, shit. Who wants to bet on a team with Daniel Jones as well? <laughs> there, they need, I mean, he'll be on the team next year, but I would imagine they're moving on and there will be competition for our next year. Cause man, I mean, we didn't talk about it last week, obviously, because Thanksgiving, but some of those passes against Tampa Bay. Woo! Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's bad. And, you know, obviously we love Mike Lennon, but let's be serious here. Um, I'm kind of, we, I hate the number of four and a half just because I think it's a weird number, but I feel very confident with this Miami team. Um, this might be one of my most confident picks, I think, on the weekend. I, yeah, I picked Miami four and a half. All day. I agree. They have figured out Miami, it has finally sort of clicked for one, Tua, and the offensive coaching staff that the offensive line is pretty rough. So, what do you got to do? RPO, quick reads, get the ball out. And Tua is arguably one of the best quarterbacks at that. Now, he doesn't have a ton of arm talent as far as pushing the ball down the field. He's sort of undersized. If you want to have him sit back, drop back, and, you know, air it out. 
that's not really a style, but you want to run a little RPO. You want quick reads, get the ball out fast. You got Jalen Waddle who can win his individual battles and other guys like that. I mean, that's what they're doing, and it's clicking and it's working incredibly efficiently. And then on the defensive side, things have clicked, and this defense is now, they're frisky. They're a frisky defense with Brian Flores at the helm. I like the Dolphins. I, they are in that goodish category now um, mm-hmm. and are surprising people, I think. And Jalen Waddle, we've said this, Dude. we said it early, could be one of the most exciting players to come up here in a long Jaylen time. Jalen Waddle is a stud, and he had the best touchdown celebration of the year last weekend when he waddled. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Um, I hope he, I hope like that becomes his celebration. You know, some guys have like, like TY always did the TY. Yep. <laughs> um, I hope Waddle waddles every time he scores. That's so funny. <laughs> it was a good I one. I did like I that as it. well. Um, all right. So I think we're in agreement. Dolphins is the play there. Um, all right. Let's talk about your Washington football team, Las Vegas Raiders. I think your team is now in the good ish category. Not like good, no. but good ish. Like, that is where I am putting them. This line is at two and a half, trending towards a pick em at this point in time. Over under is 49 and a half. And by trading towards a pick em, there's rumors Darren Waller will probably be out. That'll move the line down. It's been moving down. I don't know if it'll actually get to a pick em, but it seems to be heading downwards at this point. I will let you take the floor. What do you make of this game? And your Washington football team, who has come on in the last three games? Yeah, I mean, three in a row coming out of the bye, like, Funny as it sounds, we're one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Um, it's hilarious. <laughs> right now, we're in the last spot in the wild card, which is also very funny because we were literally two and six. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I think you know Waller being out will be huge. Um, I saw Deshaun Jackson has like a calf injury or something, and you know that's that's good to hear. Um, cause, but it sounds like he'll probably give it a go. And I mean, he's he tortures us. He's always torched us. And, I missed him. He was awesome. I loved him. He was on my team. But anyway, <laughs> um, at the end of the day, you know, we've won three straight, but I just, I can't imagine a scenario where we win four games in a row going into December. Um, good things don't happen to this team. Um, I'm conditioned to pain, misery, and failure. Um, I, I just, unfortunately, uh, I've just kind of, this might be a little bit of an emotional hedge maybe, um, but I just, I can't see a scenario. You know, we're coming off, this is kind of a short week. They're on a long week. They played Thanksgiving. Yep. We're traveling to Vegas. It's it's going to be tough. Um, so I'm actually going to go with Vegas here. But uh, it might be a bit of an emotional hedge because we are playing awesome right now. And honestly, Taylor's making this kind of hard now. Um, what do you, like, I don't know what to do about it. And obviously there's quite a bit of games left, but. We know his limitations and just his stories. So we're like, naturally, you're like, this can't be it. He can't yeah. be it. He can't be it. But I mean, right now, he's playing pretty awesome. So it, it's kind of bizarre. Yeah. It, there is the question. He's a weird one to solve because there is that part of like, is he maxing out completely at his talent or is this sustainable over a long period of time? Yeah. Part of me leans towards this is maxed out, not sustainable. But then there's another the part really like, well. shit. What if this story is one of those, because there are those guys that roll around, Brett Favre, Tom Brady, who have great stories that like get their opportunity, they make the most of it, and then they just take off. I, those are a dime in a dozen, though. They're needles in the haystack. I, you know, Rare. To me, he's like, might be a Romo. Could be. That's another thing. Like, But... Honestly, you'd be good with a Romo. Like you want oh a Romo. God, I love like a Romo. Yeah, like if you 
if you can nail it on Romo, then like, boom, let's go. Oh, yeah. But it's a big risk for the, the Washington football team who has known nothing but pain at the quarterback position. But yeah, goddamn, is he making it hard? Which is something we we sort of talked about where like I said he could be the next Ryan Fitzpatrick where he's just making, he is going to, you know, if it doesn't work out in Washington, he has earned himself now oh, yeah. contract with half the league for the rest of his life. Um, yeah. But it, it, he is making it hard. He's playing awesome. You root for him every time you see him out there because of the story and the way he plays and the fiery the attitude. He plays, he dude. Oh my God. It's <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. It's yeah. hard not to root for. He made me yeah. nervous every time, like last year. You can go back and roll the tape. I was like, we're going to lose to the football team because this kid's going to come out here and just ball. <laughs> and he played us tough as hell. We played you again this year. I was like, this kid's going to beat us. I don't I don't know what to do about it. Um, But yeah, it is interesting. I I don't know what you do. I, I mean, I think you still probably draft a quarterback, but it, it, it makes it a hard, hard, hard decision. Um, yeah. Let the year play out, see where it's at. Right now, playing great. And the football team's playing really good. That is the part, though. You know, you got the Raiders coming off rest. You have you're traveling out to Vegas, but then I look at the Raiders, and if Waller's out, backup tight end's good. But then Deshaun Jackson's hurt. You're running a lot of under stuff to Hunter Renfro. I mean, the Raiders are fourth highest net adjusted yards per pass attempt at seven point four. But you know, as we've seen with Rugs and when Waller's out, you know, there's a little shine off the offense. That offensive line has come way back down. They're playing about to where we thought they'd play in the preseason Washington football team. I don't know if our listeners have been paying attention, but this team can get pressure up the middle. I mean, those interior linemen for the Washington football team right now are eating. Um, And that's a problem. So, and there are hints that the Raiders are going to try to run the ball more. They've been talking about that a lot recently, which seems (laughs) insane. But if that's the plan they're going into, then, you know, Oh, I'd love that. All things are favoring Washington, but, like you said, it's it's kind of that emotional damage of you like, is this thing going to roll? I think if you like Washington, you grab the number now because I don't think this number is getting higher. Maybe it goes to three. I honestly don't yeah. hate buying a – I almost never buy half a point. I don't hate buying the point and making this a three-point game, though. Yeah. But I would grab it if you like Washington before it starts to drop because I do think this number is dropping. Yeah, I agree. All right. Raven Steelers, four and a half is the line. Over under is forty four. Man, do we nail the Steelers? The Steelers stink, and you were the first person terrible. on that. This team is brutal. What are you making of this game? They're terrible. So glad to see them just lose and lose. Um, this is four and a half spread. Hate the number four and a half. We've mentioned that. We know that. Um, the Ravens, they're winning, but. They're not scoring. However, luckily, you don't need a score against Pittsburgh. So (laughs) I'll take the Ravens four and a half here pretty comfortably. Um, Pittsburgh sucks, man. I mean, they're so bad. Yeah, they're terrible. And their defense line is terrible. J.J. or J.J. Watt. T.J. Watt's probably going to be out because I I haven't seen a player that's tested positive because he's got COVID, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so right now i don't think he'll probably be back for this game even if he is the line is a disaster the secondary is terrible right now the offense can't can't move anything offensive wise the ravens are they're going to be able to just pin their ears back and go after them um and so i'm with you i i think this is a don't overthink it take the ravens um yeah type i feel bad for Najee harris because i mean every defense just knows it's going to Najee. 
He's yeah. the only person we have to really worry about. Yes, and he's a baller. It's just they're yeah. just teeing but, off I mean, on this kid. Yeah, I mean, he takes some huge hits. Man. <laughs> Talk about welcome to the NFL. You went from Alabama with that offensive line and the holes they were giving you to this product right now, and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, you just had a full, complete offense with amazing receivers, very good quarterback, just everything. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's, that's, yeah, he's got to be like, Jesus, this sucks. <laughs> Talk about a come down. Um, all right, yeah, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it, game. Ravens are the play. Jags, Rams, 13 and a half, over under 47 Ooh. and a half. Jags, disaster team also offensively, but god damn it, do they play teams close, I feel like, almost every single week because the defense just kind of keeps them in it randomly. And the Rams are a team we talked about struggling. What do you make of this? Yeah. This is tough. This is a game I think the Rams need in terms of just getting a win because um, they need a win right now. Um, but I don't know about them covering 13 right now with what's been going on there and just like you said, Jacksonville seems to play teams pretty well. Um, I mean, they seem to, a lot of times, play the good teams well, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, 13's just, right now, I, I can't trust that Rams team at 13, so I, I lean Jacksonville. I am with you. Uh, it, it's tough. I don't know. Like This, this should be the get-right spot. This should be the get-right spot for the Rams. They should you know, come out and, you know, handle the Jags and they're going to win this game. But 13 and a half, I, that's what it should be. But like we said, we come in, they're banged up on offense. The defense isn't really clicking right. Matthew Stafford's starting to get banged up. I mean, we know what he can produce though while banged up, but it, things are just not clicking in a 13 and a half. Thir- a lot of things have to go wrong to cover a 13 point spread generally, usually most times in the NFL. This is a spot where you're like, ah. I'm going to stay away from it, but I yeah. I can't back the Rams in good conscience, but I could also just see this being like, ah, yeah, I'm just going to stay away from it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 49ers Seahawks, three and a half, mm-hmm. over-unders 45 and a half. <laughs> We've talked about this, I feel like, multiple times. It's sort of beating a dead horse, but man, has the game passed Pete Carroll by in the Seahawks oh, team. Yeah. The talent you have in Russell, and obviously from the, Coming back from the finger injury, you know, he's been shaky uh, at best. But this is a team, even before that, that wasn't really topping out at their top potential. The defense has regressed. You got the 49ers, who we've been hard on, on Kyle Shanahan as well, as far as head coaching goes. But yeah. where are you with this one? Because this is, this is an interesting matchup. Um, if you have, this is a matchup, say, like, I don't know, well, obviously Russ has been injured, but say four weeks ago and like Russ wasn't injured, I would have much different feelings on it. Um, the 49ers are somewhat right of the ship and the Seahawks are a disaster. They're a dumpster fire. That game on Monday, I don't know if you watched the whole thing. Obviously I did. Um, they're terrible. And I know Russell's coming back from an injury, but it's been like three games now. I don't know if you thought this as well, but he looks almost disinterested, which yes. is crazy because that is not like Russell Wilson's personality. That man is like the most motivated, like human being I've ever seen, but he literally looks disinterested out there, which is crazy to me. And I do know like that, like I heard that, you know, his best friend died. So, you know, there's some stuff going on in his life, obviously. Um, but that's just kind of shocking and jarring to see from like Russell Wilson, who is the most positive like yeah. player I've ever like seen. Like he's so positive. 
Um, and I was talking to a Seahawks friend of mine before the game, and he called all of this. He was like, you guys are going to, like, pretty much, even the game was kind of, like, closer than it needed to be. He was like, you're going to easily win. The offense can't do anything. The defense just lets you march downfield and just kick field goals. Um, yep. They suck. So I, I'm going to go with the Niners here. And uh, my prediction is Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are gone next year. I do not hate that. Um, yeah. yeah. And they just don't throw to DK. And he doesn't really get separation, but throw him a screen. He's huge. Yeah, they just don't utilize that offense right at all. Um, yeah, I, I've been... St- I was having a conversation to it at a work table with somebody, and I was like, I don't know. I mean, if Russell wants to go, he's gone, clearly, obviously. But I'm kind of with you. I think time is up in Seattle. I think the writing's on the wall. This is a franchise that was at the top of the mountain, and ever since that slant pick has just steadily been falling. Um, yeah. And it's to the point where they're now at the complete bottom. And it, it's... They're not in a great position to rebuild either, um, no. but... That's because they traded a bunch of first-round picks to Jamal Adams. Yes. He's not very good. Blitz boy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. it, it, it's bad. It's very bad. And like you said, the 49ers kind of just, they hung in, they, they hung in there, and now things are starting to click. It's rolling a little bit better. Now, don't get ahead of yourself too much. Like, they're all the way back. But they, I mean, last couple of weeks... They've been rolling. Um, they beat the Rams by 21, beat Jacksonville by 20. I, obviously, Jacksonville, but still. Um, beating any NFL team by 20 is is solid. And they played decent against um, the Vikings. So it's a team that's starting to get going together. I'm with you. I think the writing's on the wall. Seattle's just on the downcline. I don't want to be holding a Seattle ticket. Well, it'll be interesting is, like, I mean, I think Russell will probably get traded. You know, he gave out a list of teams reported, you know, this past offseason. But... Like, obviously, no, he's 33. He's not 40. It's not like he forgot how to play, but he's got to put some good games out there or else teams are going to be like, you sucked the last eight games of the season. Like, what what are you going to trade for him? Yeah. But I'm, but I'm not saying, you know, like I said, he's 33. He didn't just lose it. He's still good, but it's just kind of weird. Like, you better start playing well. I mean, yeah, it's just kind of a weird situation going on there. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. All righty. Broncos Chiefs, lines at nine and a half, over under is forty seven and a half. Another team. Do we trust the Chiefs to cover a nine and a half point spread? <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's kinda like, do we trust the Chiefs? And are the Broncos good? Like, what's going on here? It's weird. Um their defense is obviously good. Yeah. Um and the Chiefs defense is not as terrible as we had originally, you know thought they're kind of making a turnaround kind of in the same sense that Washington's defense is making a turnaround. Yep. Um, I, I, I kind of like, it is a big spread, but I, I kind of like them here kind of in like a, you know, the prime 425 spot in Kansas city. So, you know, that'll kind of turn into a night game. Um, I, I kind of like them here to cover, but it's a really big spread. And like you said, Denver has been playing teams very well, especially like the past month. Yeah, no, it's true. And, you know, this is a defense that, historically speaking, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes has sort of struggled with this type of defensive scheme that Vic Fangio runs. Vic Fangio is one of the more brilliant minds when it comes to defensive scheming um, in the NFL currently. This is a team with the Broncos where I think they're good, but maybe not as good as people think, but good enough to keep it within the number. Um, this is a team like when 
with the Chiefs, what I said when they signed Ingram, kicking Jones inside was a huge benefit. That has really paid dividends for them. Um, but this is a game where I think the Chiefs can struggle offensively and, and have some issues, and I think the Broncos can keep it within the 9, 9.5. If you get a 10 number out there, I really like it at 10 um, because I don't think this is a game that the Chiefs can really run away with, especially with the style of football the Broncos play, which is very kind of control the clock, run the ball, be precise with it. Um, they're getting some pieces back as well. So, yeah, I, I, I think I like the Broncos here to, to stay within the number. And then arguably the game of the week, Monday yeah. night, Pats versus Bills. Prove it game. This is our benchmark to where these teams are. Are the Pats actually good? Because they've beaten up on a lot of bad teams recently, but they're they're winning those games in, in a pretty dominant fashion. And are the Bills primed to make a run at it, or are they just pretenders? What do you make of this game? Where are you at going into this one? Yeah, I mean, this is, like you said, an awesome game. Um, both of them really good uh, defenses, uh, especially the Patriots. J.C. Jackson has been unbelievable. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, and then, like I said, it's, just, it's a really good test to kind of see who's, you know, the powerhouse of the AFC East. Um, this division is kind of funny. They they used to, you know, other than the Pats, used to kind of be like a laughing stock. But it's a really solid division, especially you know with Miami coming into it, you know, coming in with themselves. Um, Absolutely. I I'm kind of leaning Patriots here, but um, it, it's it's really tough for me. A part of me wants to honestly just go with them on the money line, um, just, just kind of just trusting Belichick to just kind of go in and you know give them fits. Um, but it's tough because you know Buffalo. They look pretty good on Thanksgiving. However, that that Saints team, I mean, they're they're kind of starting to you know fly to themselves. It's tough, man. I, I'm probably gonna go Patriots money line just for the fun of it. But it's just you want it. You kind of think you know the Bills should be better. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. It's it's tough because I the Patriots have been beating up on some offenses that quite frankly aren't great at the times that they play them. Um, but they're winning in dominating fashion. The offense is rolling. They're doing Patriots things. They're a run-heavy team, but Mac Jones is out there making the plays he needs to make, pushing the ball when he needs to push the ball, and, and doing what is being asked of him. And um, It's a well-oiled machine right now in New England. And, you know, the loss of White for the Bills is tough at corner, um, being down him because he has been a lockdown guy this year. Um, this is an offense that at time has struggled to have its identity, but also has kind of gotten it rolling a little bit. Um it's tough. I think the value is in the Patriots, clearly as the underdog team, because this is a very close game. I think the style of football the Patriots play versus that defense is probably more advantageous to them. I think the Bills can get got, as we've seen, and bullied a little bit when you have a really good offensive line and try to run the ball. Um, they have shown the ability not to have a ton of fight there. So, yeah, I, I think the value is in the Patriots, but this is going to be an awesome game and a game that really is sort of the one that you need to watch because it's going to tell us where these two teams are at and how to handicap them moving forward. Yeah, and, and it's just this whole stretch actually for the Patriots can be pretty good. I mean, they have Bills, Colts, and then the Bills again. So <laughs> we'll see what happens with them. They could quickly be back to being close to a 500 team, we'll, but we'll see. Yep. That we will. All righty. That is all the games as usual. Anything else before we wrap this up? No. Nope. Well, let's roll. Hopefully we have a good little <laughs> weekend. And as always, peace.